Good morning, everyone. So um, round two. Um, I hope you can see me okay. My, what I'm seeing on my screen is a little bit blurred, so I apologise, my camera's not the best. Um, but today we're going to, uh, as Duncan said, continue in our Sermon on the Mount series, looking at fasting. We're going to be looking at Matthew 6, verses 16 to 18. Uh, the words will appear on the screen as I read them out, so you'll be able to read along with me, uh, hopefully. So this is Jesus speaking, Matthew 6, verses 16 to 18. And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may be seen by others, may not be seen by others, but by your father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. I don't like the thought of fasting. Fasting means not eating and I really like my food. So over the years, I've not been very constant in my fasting. There have been some years when I fasted regularly and many, many years when I haven't fasted at all. I used to fast because I saw it as a duty something that I ought to do, but I, I didn't have a clear idea of why that might be. And perhaps you're in that position. As I read out the passage, dreads began to grow in you. Fasting, no. It certainly did in me when Duncan asked me to preach on this passage. But let's think, would Jesus have spoken so matter-of-factly about something when you fast, if it wasn't good for us? In our Sermon on the Mount series, Jesus has been opening up what the truly good life looks like. And much of it just feels unintuitive and unnatural to us. But just like giving our money, taking time out to pray, fasting is right here in the center of Jesus' teaching on how to live. So yes, we can trust fasting is part of a blessed and flourishing life. Okay, but let's be really clear what Jesus means by fasting. What he's talking about is giving up eating food for a period of time. He spoke on fasting on several occasions, and each time that's what he was referring to. Jesus himself fasted. We, we see that um, just before this series, uh, so in Matthew chapter 4, verse 2, Jesus fasted and afterwards he was hungry, okay? But it's not just about giving up eating for its own sake or perhaps for health reasons. And as the passage says, it must not be about trying to look more holy or show off, even to ourselves. The passage isn't saying no one can know you're fasting. What it's talking about is the motivation behind it just like giving and praying. As we've, we've just seen in Matthew 4, Jesus chose to prepare himself for his public ministry by fasting. And if he felt he needed to fast, perhaps we should too. But this isn't just for special super Christians or, you know, this isn't advanced level discipleship. Jesus was talking to everyone. This 
Sermon on the Mount, as we call it, is Jesus introducing how to live as a Christian to his disciples. He's just met them and called them. And now he's introducing this life in him, like giving and praying. Fasting is something Jesus was encouraging right from the start of our life in him. In preparing for this talk, I thought I had better do some fasting. Uh, I still don't enjoy giving up food. So really, why do it? A few years ago, someone spoke on fasting and described it like this. We fast from food to feast on Jesus. And it was like a window suddenly opened up in my understanding and light shone in. I fast from food because there's something better to eat. In John 6, 35, Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger. He didn't mean we'd never want or need physical food again, but he meant he would be satisfying for anyone who comes to him. If we all fast from food, we can feast more on Jesus. Fasting is also a, a real opportunity to go for that blessing that we saw right at the beginning of our series in Matthew 5 verse 6. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Physical food satisfies for a short time, typically till the next mealtime, because I've trained my body really well. But the satisfaction that comes from hungering after righteousness lasts forever. Taking time out from eating food to dig into Jesus in the secret place, where it's just him and me, has its own amazing, everlasting reward. I know him better. And over time, I become more like him. As we hunger after righteousness, we can expect that what's not so righteous inside us is going to be, get exposed. When we fast, we remove a comfort blanket that can be helping us cover up sin. And I'll be honest, that's one of the main reasons for me to break a fast earlier than I intended. I see my sin and I just want to cover it back up again. But that's the opposite of what our father wants for us. Very gently, very firmly, he's revealing things in us he wants to deal with. And fasting is an opportunity. Yes, an opportunity to engage with him in that process. Like Hebrews 12 verse 1 says, Let's lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and fasting can help us do this. Rianne spoke in our series a few weeks back so clearly on anger. And as I said, I was doing some fasting to prepare for this talk, and it just seemed that the most trivial thing would make me so angry. So I thought, hmm, I'd better act as I plan to teach. I took time out to simply kneel down, confess my anger and ask for God's help to deal with it. I'm certain it's not all gone yet. I have a sense of significant progress. Something I've been so used to hiding is now out in the open and his light can now shine on me 
and help me move forward. As well as breakthrough in dealing with sin, fasting can also result in breakthrough in really tough situations where it just seems like nothing is happening. Is that because God only really listens to our prayers when we fast? No, certainly not. Is it somehow that our fasting kind of gives God some power he doesn't have otherwise? No, obviously not. He is almighty God all the time. And our fasting doesn't twist his arm to do what we want. Just like our praying, Derek mentioned that last week, didn't he? It isn't twisting his arm to do what we want. I find that when I fast, it seems that I get more in line with what he wants rather than him getting in line with what I want. As I devote some time to be with him and just feast on him, he helps me see things more as he sees them and get his perspective on them. And sometimes that's actually the breakthrough that we need. But we can expect genuine spiritual breakthrough in situations. There are many examples in the Bible of fasting leading to breakthrough. Esther, Ezra, Daniel and Paul are just some of them. As Daniel experienced in Daniel chapter nine, sometimes the breakthrough doesn't come immediately. We do need to trust in God's perfect timing, but it is something we can expect when we fast. In Matthew 4.2, Jesus is preparing to go toe to toe with Satan in the wilderness before he starts his public ministry. And to do that, he fasted. Fasting is also an opportunity to hear from God, either for situations where we're not sure what to do or for God to give us new direction and focus. That's what happens in Acts chapter 13. The people are worshipping and fasting and God speaks and directs them into something new to send Paul and Barnabas. Now, God speaks prophetically to us when we uh, when we don't fast, but fasting can give us an ability to sort of hear things more clearly as we take time to be with him. And as we see, we don't need to be praying. It was actually while they were worshipping that he spoke. And then they had a time of praying and fasting for the new thing that God had called them to. During our last prayer and fasting, Duncan asked us to pray about our venue and also for the Wednesday evening to bring pictures to help us to see where we were to go. I prayed into that, I fasted, prayed into that, and, and I had a couple of pictures. I shared those with Duncan and they're, they're in there in that rich, rich tapestry of wonderful prophetic different gifts from all around the church. For me, I, I find that somehow fasting gives me an extra oomph for me to ask and hear him speak. Honestly, how fasting works is a mystery, like giving and praying. We're not told everything about it. We don't need to understand it all to start. We can just go for it. Then when we fast, we can expect to see sin revealed, but then bring it to the cross and have it dealt with. We can expect breakthrough in those tough situations to receive guidance and instruction and simply hear from God. 
you know, we can also expect to feast on Jesus and grow more like him as a result. Hopefully, there's a little bit of desire, maybe even a little bit of excitement about, yeah, maybe fasting. It's not as, it's worth it. It's not as bad as I thought. So I'm going to go into some more practical things now about how to fast. I think of fasting a bit like exercise. It's something I need to train myself to do and then train myself to keep going. And that ties in for me with what Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 24 to 25. Do you not know that in a race, all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. I can only keep going with exercise if I keep in mind why I'm doing it. To keep fit, to help keep the weight off because I do like my food. And for me, it's the same with fasting. I need to fix my eyes on the prize. The reward of knowing him more, of feasting on him. Otherwise, certainly for me, it's just going to be hard work, and painful and definitely not a blessing. No one has to fast. This is not a new commandment from Jesus. And there's no right or wrong way to fast or length of time to fast for. Keep in mind, you're not doing it for anyone else to see or to be impressed with yourself. The weather, when, how, how long you fast for. Something for you to decide, to work out with your father in that secret place. But if you're thinking, I want to go for this, and you've never fasted before or you haven't done it for a long time, like with exercise, start with something small. It's a meal or do a 24-hour fast. And maybe you could go for a whole day or three meals. Keep going as far as you feel is right for you in that secret place. I find it useful to think beforehand, how am I going to feast on Jesus while I'm fasting? And there are many ways to do it, but here are some of the things that I like to do. Read the Bible, as well as being the bread of life, Jesus is also the word of God. You can feast on him by reading that word. You know, I, I'll perhaps pick something different from my normal daily readings. Worship, thinking about who he is, thanking him for what he's done, giving glory and honor and praise to his name. Practice simply listening to him. I'm really bad at that, I'll be honest with you. And so taking some time out to fast and listen is something that I'm, I'm investing time in doing. So I can grow in that. And then, of course, pray. We do these things when we're not fasting, of course, but by choosing to fast, we can put a bit more time into that, to simply being with Jesus, whether that's the time we would have spent preparing and eating food, or perhaps because we're fasting, maybe take a little bit more time out to spend with him. How do I decide when to fast? Well, honestly, the easiest way for me over recent years has simply been to join in when we have prayer and fasting as a family. 
That helps me enormously, knowing others are fasting too. Over the years, I have taken time out just simply to fast. Perhaps when there's something really big going on that I really want to seek him for, but also just to take time out with no agenda, just to feast on him. I don't have a calendar or a set pattern, but some people might find that really useful. For me, it's going for everything he has for me. And that includes fasting. So a few little practical tips if you want to try fasting and you haven't done it before or it's been a long time. These have helped me over the years. First of all, something um, very important. If you do have a reason why giving up food completely isn't possible and you still want to fast, um, then you know you don't have to put yourself into that really difficult situation of, oh, I'm not supposed to give up food, but I should. No, absolutely not. Uh, Daniel does something called a partial fast. So in Daniel chapter 10, where he eats every meal, but he gives up certain types of food. So that is a way that you could do it. If you do feel God is calling you to stop eating altogether for a meal or a few meals, do please speak to a leader first and get medical advice. Don't just simply do it. It's entirely up to you what you choose to drink. However, no rules, but I would strongly advise don't drink alcohol. Alcohol and no food is simply very bad for you. Some people like to just drink water while they're fasting, which is great. But if you drink a lot of caffeinated drinks, you might want to give those up about a week before you fast, because if you mix caffeine withdrawal and food withdrawal, that will be really tough, particularly if you've never tried it before. There are some examples of fast where people don't drink. Uh, Esther's one of those. And if you want to try that, just please speak to someone first. A healthy adult can live without eating for three weeks or more, but can only go a maximum of three days without water. And you'll start to dehydrate on day one. So, so do just check that out before you do that, if that's something you want to go for. The longest fast I've ever done is five days. So I have absolutely no experience of long fasts. If you want to go for something further, do talk to someone first. We've got people in the church who've done 40 day fasts. So there are people who can advise you. If you're going for a long fast though, you do need to put a bit more preparation into the start and the end. Um, so worth chatting that through. But as I said, there's nothing special about the number of meals that you choose to miss. Something just to work out. You know, your father loves you and he wants the best for you find out what that is. Final thing, don't beat yourself up if you eat before the end you intended, either by mistake. So I managed to eat some grapes on the Wednesday evening of our last prayer and fasting before I remembered that I was fasting, or because you simply can't hack it any longer. You know what? It's okay. There's grace. Talk to God about why it happened. Perhaps that was the right length of time. You were just going for a bit more than you could really do. Perhaps you shouldn't do any food shopping while you're fasting. That was my mistake. Or perhaps you need to make sure there's nothing tempting in the fridge and the cupboard. Perhaps ask the Holy Spirit to help you 
next time to persevere. You're fasting to feast on Jesus. It's actually for your benefit. And the Holy Spirit is just waiting for you to ask him for his help. If you've never fasted before, why not give it a try? If you want some more information, you can speak to me, speak to Duncan, speak to your home group leader. If you have fasted in the past, but perhaps it's not something you've done recently, maybe take time to think about the reward, the opportunity to feast on Jesus and see whether you want to go again. And if it is something you are doing, dig into Jesus, and just enjoy more of him. Fasting is not a duty. It's meant to be a delight. Yes, not, eat, not eating can hurt. And I'll be honest, fasting is probably never going to be easy for me, just like exercising to keep fit. However, however, what we receive as we feast on Jesus is worth the pain. What I have found is that fasting has led to a new depth of relationship with him. It takes time. And sometimes when I fast, I feel like I've touched heaven. And sometimes I just feel tired and hungry. But I know each time I choose to fast, feast on Jesus, he works in me and I am changed in that secret place where he sees and no one else does. Jesus promised if we hunger for him, if we hunger for righteousness, we will be satisfied. And I know I can trust him to fulfill that promise. Jesus is worth everything, even giving up food for a time. <laughs>